to show and tell now, shall we? What's good, beautiful people of the world? I am Creator K, and welcome to episode 14 of the Show and Tell podcast, a bi-monthly show on every first and third Tuesday of each month, where a special guest and I share stories, music, and art that you should know about because sharing is caring. In this episode, I am joined by multimedia visual artist Jason Leader, otherwise known as Dirt Lux. In part one of this episode, Jason and I talk about how his moniker Dirt Lux is a poem of sorts, which extends into his art, how he knows when he is finished with a piece of work, and what the word technique means to him. We also ended part one of this very chill, very laid back episode with a little bit of ASMR because ASMR is still a thing. Is ASMR still a thing? Is that still a trend? Like, Because it, it kind of was like a few months ago. Do you, do you guys still like ASMR? Well, uh, I hope so because it happened and I, I didn't cut it out. So yeah, I hope you guys like that part. I'm, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move on now with this, with this read. In part two for show and tell time, Jason talks VR and a couple of visual design programs that he enjoys using, as well as how dope a homemade smoothie is. Yeah, I can attest to that. Homemade smoothies are dope. And you can hear more about how dope they are in part two of this episode. With that said, it's time for show and tell. Welcome to episode 14 of the Show and Tell podcast. Joining me on this lovely Monday, and I can't believe it's only Monday because today's been a hell of a day. On this lovely Monday night is visual artist and multimedia master of disaster, <laughs> Dirt Lux. Did you know Hello. I sing my guests? Hello. <laughs> I only started it last episode, so okay. and that, that came out recently, um, but that's my new thing, is I sing the guest name. Yeah, I like it, I like it. What's going on? Yeah, Hello. so what's up? Welcome Hello. welcome to the show. Thank you for being on. Do you want to tell the listeners who you are, what you do? Yes, yes, I'm Jason, and uh, I am I'm definitely a multimedia artist uh, and try not to do too much disaster. <laughs> what is your go-to line when people ask you what you do did i get that right i mean i kind of just i mean that's how i see you but how do you see yourself like what do you yeah i, I am a multimedia as? artist i'm an artist i say artist i'm trying to i try to i'm trying to simplify because i do i've worked in so many mediums i say i'm a visual artist i work in animation and installation and painting and then normally they ask like if people ask follow-up questions i just like take out my phone and show them my instagram and then then that usually does the trick. So right. and that's, that's actually a nice little segue because um, very important that for this episode to continue, the listeners should go check out your Instagram and your website so that they can get a feel for your Please, work. Yeah. And then that way they are more in the loop on the conversations that we're about to have. So that is your nice little guide from uh, your boy Creator K. So your Instagram is at Dirt Lux. At Dirt Lux, D-I-R-T-L-U-X, DirtLux.com. And yeah, those are like the main places. Instagram is the most up to date. So just on Instagram at Dirt Lux, it's where the work is right now. So so go check out his work so that way you can keep up and feel like you're more a part of the conversation. <laughs> so um, what? So you you know you're multimedia. What is your favorite medium to work with? Actually, first uh, uh, let me answer this. How? What is? What are the mediums you generally work with? Uh, right now, I'm working with computers, digital art. And like do 3D animation, VR content, and I always have paints and markers and uh, painting and drawing supplies. So I paint and draw almost every day, and I work with computers and and make digital art. Do you have a favorite? No, no, because I I really like working with them together. I like I like uh, I like working the, doing working both in the same day. It's like two ingredients in a, in a salad <laughs> or a sandwich. No, no, that makes a lot of sense. Because, yeah, because you can't have one, one ingredient without the other. You can't, like, I mean, there might be people out there who like turkey sandwiches that's just like turkey and bread, but you can't. I feel like a good turkey sandwich has like mustard or mayo. There's all kinds of like things cheese. you can put on there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, how did you come up with the name Dirt Lux as your artist's name? Um, I I feel like I came up with it when I was uh, working at a cafe and I was like working in the kitchen. This cafe several years ago, probably like, I don't know how many years ago. It was a while ago. 
in my mind, it felt like a play on the words deluxe, like a uh, deluxe edition or something. And I was like, yeah, fuck that shit. It's like dirt luxe. It's like trash. And um, yeah, that's kind of like how I how I sort of came up with it. And oh. it was like sort of it's now it's sort of for me, it's sort of like a poem. So it can mean all kind of different things. And really, it's like a comment on uh, uh, the production process of any items, particularly luxury items. And prior to that, uh, prior to doing Dirt Lux, I was working as a jeweler, as a fine jeweler. I was like setting diamonds and working with gold and platinum and stuff like that. And uh, was doing that very intensively for like six years. And so uh, I was in a very like kind of toxic artistic production environment with like heavy metals and fire and torches and stuff like that so uh um, it was kind of like a commentary on you know what goes on behind the scenes and things like that yeah yeah so do you think that translates like do you because when i see your artwork i think dirt lux like the name just makes sense to me you know i feel like when i see your art it has this kind of grittiness to it but it also has like if you were to take the word lux, if you were to separate the two, you know, dirt, gritty, lux has has like luxury, illuminance, opulence, and you kind of get both of those vibes in your artwork. I feel I think the the one at the forefront for me is kind of the more gritty side. Um, I think if you were to look at your artwork on the surface, it's definitely like I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like a a bra- it's a little abrasive, um, <laughs> but then if you kind of like look a little bit deeper into some of the layers, you can see these like textures. I, I guess I'm speaking more specifically on the the physical artwork, like the canvases that I've seen from you. Mm-hmm. Um, you kind of see like light popping through and I don't necessarily mean light specifically, but kind of light as a metaphor mm-hmm. peeking through and kind of the, the jewelry thing makes a little more like makes a lot of sense uh, when I when I see your art. Now that I have heard that, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah I, I think both those things are in there. I like. Um, I think yeah, it's it's good. It's not. Um, I don't like. I don't think anything really in life or whatever is one thing or the other, and everything has different uh, perspectives to it and different. You know, something can be really terrible, and then also look uh, really beautiful. Also, do people are there are there anyone who kind of asks like, are you okay? Because some of some of the do you know what I'm getting at? Some of the subject matter yeah, is, totally. it's not, it's really not like it's that, you know, dark, but it definitely has a little bit of darkness to it. Um, yeah, absolutely. And in my Instagram stories, if anyone follows me on Instagram, my Instagram stories can get dark like real quick. So yeah, I definitely get a lot of like messages from friends like, Hey man, are you okay? And no, I mean, sometimes not like sometimes I'm not okay. Sometimes I don't feel okay. And I, you're so, a human being. Yeah, I mean, human, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of time, you know, there's a lot of things that uh, happen, I think, in my life, definitely. And I know in every, other people's lives also that it's like, no, I'm not really okay right now. Uh, you know, something good hasn't happened or um, I'm going through this particular thing. And I, Instagram and like my artwork and things like that is definitely a space that I talk about some of that in a way that's... I, I try to make artwork out of it. So instead of like, if I'm having some feeling about an experience I have, rather than saying directly what the experience is or kind of rehashing it or something like that, like I might write a poem that uh, it kind of is a, it illustrates some of like the emotions that that had to do with that experience. But is it the poem could be like about something else or could be like uh, describing like a different uh, setting in a different time or whatever do you have a general mind state that you usually create in is it usually when you are feeling more on the heavier side or do you have a certain feeling that you thrive off of to create uh i usually work every day like i i get i like to have you know uh painting or art tools of some sort in my hand every day uh, so much so that if it even if it's like if it's like four o'clock and I haven't like drawn or done anything, I I get like physically anxious. I get I like really want to get away and like go get headphones on and get in the studio and 
honestly, I would be in the studio like all day long if I didn't have to uh, try to like make sure that I take care of all the like personal things mm. that are necessary for all of us day to day. You know, yeah, I try to I try to really uh, I put a lot of effort and time into self-care and having my life like like kind of like my day-to-day routine be something that like supports my uh body and like mental you know uh state so it's like like ideally i would just be in a studio for like 10 hours a day working and then just like go to sleep or something uh, and if I do that for like weeks at a time or something like my personal life and like, mm-hmm. uh, things can like definitely get in, not in a great place and it's not really good uh, for anybody to work that much. So I really try to make sure I like get enough breaks in, you know, see people have outside conversations, get out of the studio, eat really well. I was like make smoothies and cook for myself. I, I'm like spend a lot of time cleaning the house and everything. Hmm. I'm a big fan of that. Everyone who listened to the last episode, they'll, they'll know how I feel about cleaning because I think it's a great practice for mindfulness. Yeah. You kind of just clear your head. But um, totally. I, I think it, it is super, super important to take breaks, not only just throughout the day because uh got to stretch those muscles out. Yeah. You know, got to got to bend those knee joints because <laughs> it's something I'm not great at. I have to remind myself. I should honestly set like alarms to to get up more often because what is it like? 15 minutes for every hour or something like that like to get up dude for real i like yeah especially with digital work and computers and stuff anybody that i kind of show stuff to i like once they once you know if they're getting into it or can see that or whatever uh i definitely give cautions for breaks or or bring that up because that was like that, that was something that was taught to me by other digital artists and i thought it's a good thing and um it's so easy for me to not want to like get up from what I'm doing just like do the next piece of the project, do the next piece. Yeah. With something like a computer where everything's like in one spot, there's, I don't even have to get up. I don't have to yeah. go get up to pick up another tool or get another oh my, yeah, material. No. I could just like stay in the chair. You're preaching to the choir. I get that way too. Cause I, there's so many projects that I've, that I've had in the past that I can remember specifically where I get so, so locked in like four hours later, I'll be like, I've just been experimenting and I haven't gotten up at all. <laughs> yeah. And then I like start to space out because I've just been staring at the computer screen yeah. for so long. <laughs> but um, I kind of got away from from what I was saying earlier. So like those those breaks throughout the day are really important. But I think, yeah. you know, what you were saying is just taking breaks kind of just, you know, maybe even a, a whole day to just kind of take for yourself is super, super important. Yeah, uh, I, it, it is for me. I, I did I did the best i could today i feel like i kind of today was like a break day a lot of times what i do create like for my creative process when i can and i can't always do that if i have other projects going ideally if i'm doing like studio time and i have a couple days that i can be in the studio every day i sort of split my time up into like about three different blocks uh throughout the day so i'll just start to sleep as late as i can and even if i you know wake up at noon or something that's i'm okay i try to be okay with that and then spend like uh, the first half, the first third of the day or something doing like personal things and like chilling in the house and like taking that time for me. So I like take my time first, get some food and all that stuff. And then basically have followed that up with like two longer blocks in the studio and then just go to like however. Like, I like to work late. I like to stay up late. Yeah. And, like be in the studio like till I like start to get scared because I'm in there by myself and it's like three in the morning in the dark or something. So I'm like, I gotta go. Is that where Night Lux came from? Yeah. I, 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 is Night Lux your alter ego or is that just kind of like a nickname because you like to stay up late? Yeah, I'm just like up at night. So it's just funny to me. But yeah, I, I never, I've never taken Instagram too seriously. And like, and I always thought hashtags were funny anyway. And so I liked, I was like coming up with my own hashtags just like on the spot. And if, if I was like staying up late at night, I mean, most of the, a lot of times in the studio, I'm sure a lot of other uh, creatives can, can relate to it. But, you know, a lot of times I'm just like by myself, like been painting for a couple hours or whatever, working on the computer or at a show. Yeah. Just out late coming home at like two in the morning, three in the morning, it's like staying up. Yeah. <laughs> I used to be that way uh, more more so like a couple of years ago. I used to be the person to stay up until I don't even know if you can really consider this super late, but I used to stay up until like two p.m. Two sorry, not two p.m. That'd be insane. Two a.m. <laughs> and then wake up at uh, you know ten or eleven. But then when I moved here to Boston, I uh, that 
habit carried over. I think it was just because I lived at home with my parents for a year after college. Yeah. So I was kind of like, there's not really anything to do. I'm not living with my girlfriend. So like now I go to bed when she goes to bed because I'm like, well, I might as well. Like yeah. there's nothing else to do right now. So now I'm in the habit of going to bed at like, <laughs> like 9, 30, 10 o'clock. And then Whoa. I get up at like, I try to get up um, at like 6.30 and I found myself to be way more productive. But, um, and now, now I feel like I'm completely separated from that part of my life. I don't feel like I can stay up late to do work anymore. I feel like once like 6 PM hits yeah. and she gets home from work and yeah. I'm like cooking dinner or she's cooking dinner or whatever, yep. I, I have that wind down time. I'm not going back to my computer after that, which I kind of beat myself up over sometimes because there's like things I want to get done. Sure. Um, and I'm like kind of limiting myself with the time that I have, but yeah, I kind of miss those like late nights from time to time, but I do value my sleep. It's, yeah, same, totally. And it's not uh, that schedule, and particularly, I think in Boston is difficult um, because most people don't. I think most professionals like don't have that, and so um, or like are you know are like just not part of the the city. Definitely, the corporate culture and the work culture and stuff like that is like try to get it start as early as possible. Mm-hmm. Like get out early. It's like. You know, I feel like for a lot of uh, professionals working, definitely for me when I, you know, I've worked in startups and been an operations manager and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, totally trying to, you know, get things wrapped up as soon as possible, get out, beat the traffic, all that stuff. Um, I sort of, I, I, I in Boston, like kind of enjoy living in a, in a different in a different pace and sort of uh working around the city in my own way that sometimes is good and sometimes it has some challenges totally yeah yeah i'll take this little lull in conversation to mention that you probably heard a puppy barking in the background everyone and that's my new puppy that's that's (laughs) jordan and my new puppy uh sunny he's he's amazing but um He's not letting me sleep very well the last couple of days, so so he, he's he's outside right now. But anyway, back back to you. I want to talk a little bit more about your work and the creative process because that's a common theme in this show, as everyone knows yeah. by now. So one, this is a question that I asked you at your solo expo, Sun Dark Water Heat, which was about a year ago mm-hmm. now, I'd yeah. say. Yeah. Which was crazy to me to think back. I feels like it wasn't a year ago. And when we talked about um, the podcast and I was expressing my interest in having you on, I actually don't even think the podcast was started yet. Dang. Or, or I might have just recorded the episode with Killer Kowalski. Okay. And I was telling people about that. I think that's what it was. But still, early days. I've said this before, but... I'm going to say it in my uh, my hippie voice. Time's crazy, man. Time's <laughs> yeah. crazy. I, I feel like it hasn't been a year. But that That's expo, so you had um you had an open you had like an open forum for questions at the beginning. Um and one of the questions I asked and I'm going to ask it again because one I think it's a damn good question. <laughs> and uh, two because I think it's a really interesting topic and you had a really good answer that I'd love love to like hear again is uh how do you know when you're done with your work because when people will look at your artwork They'll see a lot of layers, a yeah. lot, a lot of layers. So my question is, how, how do you know when you're finished? What is that end point for you? Yeah, I, uh, if so, if I, I definitely got this question. I remember this from the show too. And uh, I, I, I don't remember exactly what I said. And I'll say probably something similar, but that, uh, you know, for the way that I, when I look at my any piece of any piece anything that I've made any uh, drawing or painting or digital piece, the first things that I often see uh, are things that I would want to change or add or I, like I look at something and just get an idea of something that would be cool to add to it and uh, it could, like it could be like an outfit or something it could be like always like maybe there's be like one extra accessory or something else some other thing that could take the outfit in like a totally different direction that might be really cool too so do you do you think art by its nature is never finished in a way like actually yeah i think i, I the way that i look at artwork and like definitely what i do uh and and just like human um it's like, uh, you know, painting in my view isn't really um, too much different than like singing or playing an instrument or something, uh, fashion and things like that aren't any different than, uh, than you know, uh, yeah, uh, dancing or, or making a song or something. 
it's it's something that we've like been doing since we were humans so we just always been painting and making outfits and like drawings and stuff like that that's been a cool approach for me i like i like that feeling when i first started doing artwork i went to fine arts school i went to college like in an academic setting got a bachelor's of fine arts and the feeling from the professors and the school and the other artists and stuff like that and like art history in general is like structuring it that way was like it was a current and modern artist like role to continue almost this like scientific academic exploration of like what art is what it could be using new materials and new technologies and discussing new uh, social topics and things like that. And so it was like, you know, art, there was a, a lot of artists around it and myself included kind of like I was into this idea of like, all right, yeah, I, I took my artwork very seriously. Like I was like an engineer or something like what I was doing was super important. I took it very serious, which I still take it very seriously. And also, I think it's probably less important or something. I, and that's sort of freeing for me because it's like, look, I'm not trying to make something new or make some original painting that's never been made or like separate myself as like, whoa, this is a, like something most whatever artist in this time period or whatever. Instead, I, like, I just, I can be, um, I can do my work at my studio, practice and make cool work and do shows with people and like just play my instrument and like do my do my stuff and um then that will be it you know what i mean i'll just like be here for a little bit yeah. <laughs> and then i won't be anymore so i uh i don't wait what was it <laughs> dude i don't even know i like I, I really enjoy, i was really enthralled by what you were saying and now i mean it was it was i i started with how do you know when you're finished oh yeah your work and finished. then by its nature i went on the way more philosophical route of is, is art ever finished which is such yeah. like a like that's a question that doesn't even have a, a true answer to it but um so yeah, I don't know. I guess when you look at when you're working on a painting, let, yep. let's let's go with paintings. Sure. And when when is when do you hit the point where you're like, okay, this is done. Yeah. I'm I'm ready to put this in the expo or yeah. or, or, or take a photo of it, uh, digitize it, whatever it may be. How, is it a point where you're just like, I'm kind of tired of working on this, or is it like, yeah. this is what I want it to be for the to match the current state that I'm in right now definitely uh so i guess i that i probably said all this stuff about like it's never really finished or i always mm-hmm. want to add stuff because that's that's also true and then at the same time if i'm looking at a painting or drawing and and i'm working on it and i'm creating this drawing with a bunch of lines or like different paint and stuff like that what i'm looking at as i'm working on it it is like is the piece balanced like visually when i look at it is there anything that i see on the image that's like really calling my attention as like this parts could be more interesting if it had some more texture on it or some more lines or was shaded in a different way is there anything that like really jumps out at me as like oh that color is way off or it could look cooler if it had some other colors next to it or something and that is like sort of fun for me and that's kind of like something like that could be related maybe to uh like spicing a dish or, or whatever like every every dish of food you know it's gonna be like a little different and then it's it's sort of like figuring out what the what it's basically gonna be or what the main ingredients are and then like what does it need in order to balance it and i think pieces and like visual art to me uh that's kind of like how i look at it like if i'm gonna put together a show and hang a, a room full of paintings and set up some projectors. It's like what I'm thinking as I'm walking around in the space and in the gallery is like, okay, what's the flow of this room and what's what's it going to be like as I'm walking in from the entrance and like what do I see? And um, anybody that's kind of like hung a show with me or like uh, been around when I'm doing that, is, that's really what I'm doing. It's like, okay walking into the space i see this thing i'm gonna put this here and I'm, I'm doing that visually with like paintings and animations and stuff like that and that's sort of what i i think i just i just uh go into a natural mode of like of both like experimenting with different textures or like filters or things like that if it's digital or like colors and techniques and painting and then stepping away from the piece for some amount of time and then coming back and looking at it and say okay what like what what is this what else could this piece use 
to make it a little bit more interesting or more balanced. And then that's always like I try to just get, get it to a point that I feel like it's ready to show when it has like when it's balanced. And it goes back to kind of our discussion a few minutes ago about taking breaks. At my internship, I had to color correct, not color grade for all the video nerds out there. Color grading <laughs> is to stylize, color correction is to make it look more natural and <laughs> fix the exposure and all that all that fun stuff. I'm sure it sounds very fun the way I explained it. But um the uh, Alex, I think it was Alex that one of my supervisors was saying, you know, work on it today, but um, it's not gonna be done today. You know, it might hit a point where you think it's good yeah. and looks good to go, but your eyes going to get adjusted to the colors in a certain way. And then when you come back tomorrow, you're gonna look at it and be like, holy shit, this looks way different. Like I I didn't correct it quite right. So that it's, it, it's really dope to kind of just use that to your advantage because you're gonna see things differently when you look at them with a fresh fresh amount of energy after after a nice yeah. night's sleep and just a fresh perspective, different mood. So, so you mentioned that you kind of, you know, when you're thinking about how the piece looks that you're working on and getting it towards its completion, you're really thinking about different principles of design, balance, unity, yeah. color, what it, and you know, you're basing what it needs off of kind of principles of design, right? Yeah. I mean, I, um, Yes. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't try to overanalyze too much. Um, and often like when I'm painting or drawing, I'm, I'm sort of working toward like working on moving away from overanalyzing it. So if I'm really in a, a space where if I've like been doing something, uh, that's not really like I'm not in the studio, I've been on the phone all day or, doing some, uh, you know, type of operations thing or like setting up something or communicating with people or whatever, working on a show, doing something that's not painting or drawing or like um, design related or something. I'll, I will often sort of just get a marker out or something and just uh, like start scribbling on a page or start making some marks that don't necessarily have to do with anything and um, try to move out of a place of like, oh, I have a, a blank page that I'm working on, like what's the ideal design to put on here um, or whatever and give myself like, yeah, some space to enjoy uh, doing, you know, creating and painting and drawing and, you know, anything it, uh, like my personal, <laughs> my personal view on this, Jason, Jason Dean Leader's personal view on artwork and design principles and that kind of thing is that, uh, you know anything that's anything that's taught about artwork or uh, you know the breakdown of like how things should be designed or whatever um, or, you know in an academic system or, or that kind of thing or anyone's like opinion on that is often mostly arbitrary and uh, there are often examples in all over the world where somebody uh, somebody's principles of how something should be made or whatever it can be demonstrated to be totally not true and um it can there can be examples shown in many different ways of how like oh yeah you said there people said you should only do this you should only do this thing or only design it this way or it needs to be these proportions and it's like okay well here's two or three examples right here that don't follow those rules and break them very straightforwardly and still look really great I don't, yeah, like, I just, I, I feel like, you know, I mean, uh, if anyone is, is uh, you know, an academic system or college system that's classifying artwork into certain categories and trying to and say that this artwork is more valuable than this other artwork because it's more square or it's, it follows some particular, you know, uh, a square layout uh, ratio, um, you're square. That's what you say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like you're fucking square, dude. And uh, yeah, it's fun. I like I like cooking in that way too. You know, taking some ingredients that people, if you told them what it was, they uh, they wouldn't. They probably wouldn't even want to try it because it sounded so like they those ingredients wouldn't go together. But uh, then, you know, once you taste it, it's like, oh my god, this is so good. Yeah. Uh, that shit's fun. I don't know. I, I try to have fun with it. Like I try yes, to have fun yeah. with our work. It's the most important thing. Yeah, if you're having fun. Why are you doing it? Yeah. Like you said, we're only here for a short time. You know, gotta have fun. I guess I try. 
So, so how, what do you think uh, about the word technique? You know, there's. I, I think actually, you know, what I'm doing. I, I, I despite how uh, I might sound if I'm at a club or you know at some art show having fun with my friends. Like I'm, re- I'm really from South Texas, like in the country, and when I have fun and relax and stuff like that, I really don't like to take myself seriously at all. I like to joke and have fun and. Um, you know have fun with my like uh friends and you know i just don't want to be very serious about really anything and at the same time when i'm in the studio or when i'm working with artwork and working with materials and you know computer softwares and stuff like that i like take it very very seriously and very um uh i mean i guess it's probably everyone there's going to be levels of like how technical people want to be but I'm very into kind of like exploring materials on a technical level and working with softwares on a technical level and understanding how things work. Um, I was, you know, a metal fabricator for like 10 years. So I was, I was planning um, very expensive pieces out from start to finish before any money had been spent on them. You know, something that might cost $10,000 or something like that coming up with a design and a manufacturer process that I knew had to work or else my client would be like very upset with me. Um, if they didn't get a piece that they were, you know, paying for it, already paid for half of it. So, uh, I like techniques. I like, I like technical. Yeah. They're important. Yeah. Yeah, Cause especially if you're starting out, there are certain ways that can kind of guide you on how to get to where you want to be or to, to, to match your vision. Like there's certain ways that you can kind of, you know, again, I, I keep going back to painting and drawing, but to achieve your goal of drawing this shape or this line a certain way, there's like different little tricks that can kind of help you. And, and in that way, technique is really good. But I guess I'm, I, I feel like tech, the word technique, or at least the some of the connotations of the word technique are negative because I feel like they keep some people from pursuing uh, a physical art like drawing or uh, any any kind of any kind of art. I feel like they're like, oh well, I, I suck at drawing. Like I can't draw for shit, so that's why I don't draw. That's why I don't paint. I kind of get that way too. Mm. I personally kind of get that way. I I doodle. I'm a very good doodler. <laughs> I don't even know if that's something I should be proud of because I feel like <laughs> doodling is a word that is like. There's no wrong doodling, and, and, no. but again, there's like there's no wrong art. So, yeah. so there's no, like that art. But but I feel like you know, if, if we think back to, to to school, some people, some of the teachers, you know, they'd be like, well, this is the technique on how to do this, and it might deter some people from, it might discourage discourage some people from like continuing to do it because they're like, well, I suck at this. Yeah. So that's kind of how I feel about technique. I feel like. Kind of, kind of what you said, but I think there's a, I think there's, it's important to kind of understand, or it's important for like, I guess the youth of, of, of the world to know that, you know, no technique is wrong. Yeah, no technique's wrong. I, I like, I like to think of techniques as like the art section in the library. I really, I got into going to the library later, probably in high school once I, could have a car and like drive there and then i actually figured out how the library worked like how to look up books that i was interested in and go like make a list and go find them and like get all this information it's like before youtube really got big yeah i think it's i think techniques are awesome especially i love learning i love like watching other people work i like asking painters and you know uh anyone making anything how they're doing that i've worked with a wide range of tools and that's how I learned how to fabricate stuff in metal and how to do a lot of the things I've done is by sitting with very technical people that so much so that they really speak a different language when they're talking about their work. They'll be, they'll be talking about something in in a technical way. And like I might only understand, you know, I might be missing like third or whatever, a large amount of what the words are. I have to ask them, what does that mean? What is that thing? I don't know. What, is, what are you talking about, especially with computers and stuff? So... I think that stuff's always really fun for me. It's really fun to learn new techniques and I like learning and knowledge and school and seeing other people work. I like YouTube tutorials. And then I also like uh, encouraging the like and, and you know cheerleading the, the playful side of me that will watch someone else doing something 
whether you know whatever they're doing making a software and and encouraging my own uh idea or um or, or way so if i if i saw somebody do something in this way and i'm looking at it like oh that's really cool like what if i did that but instead of doing it in with that image i used one of my own images or i adjusted what they were doing to suit kind of what i'm doing a little bit more and that's really uh that's something that definitely excites me about working across mediums and learning techniques and and making stuff i think anyone any you know every, like any maker a person that works in the studio is constantly making content or products probably can yeah relate to that you know there's just there's so many different ways to make stuff it's so interesting and you know i definitely have had a lot of experience learning from people and trying to get information from people that like have kind of tried to put me through some training process or you know this this kind of like apprentice relationships I've, I've had a lot of those relationships and um i think now when i work with people i'm just like look a lot of these like chemicals and stuff and techniques can be very dangerous it's not smart to fucking breathe spray paint in a any time ever it's definitely not smart to do it in a closed room those are real technical concerns that should be considered safety is important this shit's dangerous and also like you know there's no um beyond safety as far as like what things should or shouldn't be made or, or ways things can be combined there's no um that's where like innovation and new pieces like exciting pieces come from is like mixing those things in unexpected ways right can you imagine if bob ross on one of his videos was like you know because he's all about kind of like teaching people techniques on how to drop the happy trees you imagine he's just like don't eat the paint as one of his don't techniques. Eat the paint. Yeah, Technique. technique one. Don't eat this fucking paint. <laughs> if I do some tutorials, I'm gonna put that in there. <laughs> don't put this paint on your body. I know you want to, but don't do it. <laughs> oh man. So I think we're good on part one. I think that I I like the way you, I like the way you think. I like the way you look at things, and I think that's um, one of the benefits personally of having this podcast is hearing people's different perspectives because. It's helping me think about things differently. And I, I, I hope it helps the, the listeners out there think about things too. I, hope you guys um, I also like this little, this, this drawing you've been working on. Um, I kind of want, before we move on to part two, I kind of want to like add another layer to this episode and give the people a little bit of like marker ASMR. Oh shit. You want to like yeah. draw a couple yeah. lines closer, okay. close up to the microphone. Yeah, here you guys. All right. This I definitely is, support ASMR. This is, this is content. Is this, is this, are we getting... Yeah, we're getting, we're getting it. Okay, this is yeah. this is an acrylic marker. It's an acrylic paint marker. Drawing on polypropylene. This is Jason. Artistic identity, Dirt Lux. Going out to uh, all of the ASMR fans out there. Creator Cave Podcast. We have a lot of them out there. Show and tell here in Dorchester. It's 2019. This is going on the internet. I, w- I wasn't uh, I wasn't anxious before, but you know, I don't think I'll ever be anxious ever again. All right. <laughs> so we're gonna let Jason continue on his own because we like to limit the amount of ASMR per video. Not that we'll do too um, much ASMR. <laughs> we'll, we'll see y'all on the other side for part two. Welcome back to the Show and Tell podcast. This is part two. We're going to kick it off with Show and Tell, which is where I ask the guests to bring in an item of significance, something that they have enjoyed throughout their lives or they have enjoyed recently, and something that they think you might like too. So, what have you brought to the Show and Tell table today? Oh my God. Jason Dirtlux. Hey, uh, I definitely brought a couple things with me, and I've been going back and forth in my mind on what I wanted to share with the audience. I've I've seen a lot of new things in the last couple months. Uh, what are going to say? Go no pressure. Okay, yeah, there's so much <laughs> pressure. There's so much pressure. Okay, I'm going to do I'm going to do a two-part show and tell. Okay, yeah. So, I'm going to go ahead and give my uh, I'm going to give first of all, I'm going to I'm going to show myself uh show something about myself. 
and I'll give my YouTube uh, channel a, uh, a plug here. If you just go to YouTube and Google Dirt Lux or on uh, YouTube and uh, go take a look at some cool videos, um, some trippy videos that I've produced on Dirt Lux. Some VR. Some VR stuff, some 360 videos, some different things on there. And okay, so that's going to be the first part of my show and okay. tell. And then another part um, for the show and tell, something new um, for uh, friends of mine that like to work with animation and computers. Uh, it's a software that I'm, I'm recently uh, starting to, to work with uh, called Touch Designer. And uh, it, I think it's if uh, anyone has interest in getting into some different uh, visual arts setups and it's, it's flexible for robotics, it has a lot of applications and it's free to download. It's called Touch really? Designer. Is it open source? Is it that kind of, mm-hmm. it's like constantly updated? To, uh, to be honest, it is, it is updated often and I don't know what the setup is. Uh, I'm sure they have user agreements. Sometimes softwares like that have... Uh, Things where if you built like a game or whatever, they might want some percentage. Um, Unreal works like that, and there's a number of other ones. So I'm gonna drop that. I'll, I'll I'll say that software touch designer. It's very interesting. That's a new one to me. And then we're also playing some uh, content in the studio right now that was made in Symmetry. Uh, oh, yeah. Symmetry. Symmetry.com. Yeah, Symmetry.com. S I M M E T R I dot com, I think. Symmetry.com, VR content software, touch designer, and symmetry. So they're similar programs? Uh, they're different. They're different. Okay. Um, and also have some similarities and uh, both do some 3D stuff. And so if anyone is working in uh, that area and is looking for some new softwares to explore, touch designer is free to download. And symmetry, I think it's like $20 on Steam. And, uh, oh, it's on Steam. Wait, Steam Steam sells it? Yeah, Symmetry. Oh, cool. I thought yeah. Steam, so it's not a video game. Because uh, yeah, when I used yeah. to use Steam, it was all just video games. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. I know I know what you mean. I've downloaded video games on Steam also, and then they also have um, production tools. Huh. Wow, that's and, amazing. And sell different softwares. And um, yeah, and uh, this one is cool. This one is cool. Symmetry is very cool. And if anyone's interested in... Uh, making VR content, uh, this is a quick way um, to get into it without a lot of coding and stuff like that. Yeah, I think I think VR had to have been mentioned in part one, but pretty briefly. I don't think we really talked too much about that specifically. When did you start doing VR? Was uh, that one of the more recent mediums you've been using? Yeah, I would say within the last like year, two and a half, a uh, year and a half, two and a half years, something, or two years. It was pretty early on when it came out, like Vibes had come out, the HTC Vive came out, I want to say like 2017 or something. That's not the one that exploded, right? I, n- nothing, none of them have exploded on me, okay. <laughs> <laughs> thankfully. <laughs> I haven't had any electronics catch on fire. That's um, good. Normally if there's like too much smoke in my apartment, it's because I like left something on the stove. <laughs> uh and yeah i would say some sometime recently right after the vibe came out around two, 2017 i had art i was working at doing like experiments and working with a blender which is another three uh 3d uh, software that was one super cool with. yeah yeah that recently also had a, a very good update real-time render and uh, some cool cool tools in there and I I was working very uh you know I was doing really basic animations and exploring it uh for you know for the first time around that time 2017 or so and uh was and was showing that work alongside painting so I was making kind of uh, trippy animations and and projecting them next to paintings and things like that and uh, started uh, met the people that uh, that built symmetry and they were demoing VR and uh, the inner sanctum probably at an art plug event uh, hey art plug cocktease Jamila uh, bones everybody there's a lot of people involved in art plug and did some VR uh, experiences there I saw I experienced VR headset for the first time at during that time and saw a lot of potential in how the tool worked as somebody that you know had done a lot of painting and sculpture um already leading up to that and uh, decided i was like okay yeah this is a very powerful tool it's i've never seen you know this is new as far as kind of how it works and what it can do 
and uh, that's what what got me into it and um, yeah it's kind of just a different angle to take things in and expand on everything at the same time yeah yeah i mean i I, i'm creating digital environments that i can view in 360 i can i can make a painting the size of uh you know whatever the potential center and and look at that in a virtual environment and see my work at that scale see other people's work at that scale that's really dope yeah yeah yeah, like create and sculpt in uh, in three dimensions in front of me and, and that kind of thing. And so, uh, it's I'm definitely excited about it. And I try not to. I try to just kind of chill, you know, like not not get too into it. The technology's like evolving really fast and changing really fast. I don't really want to get burnt out with it or mm-hmm. or get you know tired of it. I, and I also believe that you know new stuff is coming out every month and. Um, there always be something new to learn and like a new direction to take it in. Are you ever making creating um, digital art with the idea that you're eventually going to map it onto some 3D object for VR, or is it kind of just you just make stuff and then see what kind of like how it looks? Sometimes I will, uh, yeah, import a, a piece just directly from a, a Photoshop file or an, or an image that I was working with, and then I also um, create images and things like that specifically to go in there and modify um the image layers in the 3d software to like whatever give some characters like a different outfit or put a drawing in a specific place or that kind of thing so it's cool work yeah so if, if you're ever in the boston area or you know that maybe not necessarily just the boston area but if you're ever at a dirt luck show you're likely to see some some vr yeah you might, you might, yeah. If you're at one of my shows, you might see some VR, some video of VR, some 3D animations, and uh, and hopefully some Get cool the full imagery. spectrum, yeah, the full dirt luck spectrum, yeah, yeah, it's fun. Word. So before we end the show, there's one other question that I have, which is a which is a relatively new segment. It's called things they don't teach you in school, and it's not quite <laughs> literally. I didn't learn this in school, but it that's just the t- that's just the title I came up with because. I don't know. That's just the title I came up with. (laughs) So this is a part where I'd like you to give the listeners some sort of either life hack or piece of advice that you've picked up over time. For example, this is one I'll I'll go back to probably for the foreseeable future. But when Peter Cooley, Boston music producer, was on, his his thing was um, how to build a good credit score. So he yeah. shared that with the listeners. I need to listen to that one. Um, Chuck, Chuck Sutton, the last episode, he said that if you want to cool off your water quicker, but you don't really like ice, you just swish the the water around with the ice cubes and it like cools, cools the water off. So it, it it can be on a great scale. It can be something simple for everyday use. Do you have anything that you want to share with the viewers that you didn't learn in school? Yeah. Definitely, I'll try. I'll try to pick one. I feel like there's lots of things that I didn't learn in school that are good to know. What's a good one to learn for for creatives in art school? You know, don't listen to your teacher. Don't listen to your. Don't listen to those uh, mean people in your critiques that are telling you to go look up this person or this thing or said your work is this way or. Somebody called your work arbitrary or some whatever the fucking word they said in the critique. Don't listen to any of that trash. You know what I mean? Just I think my the, something that I've been doing lately that's a that's a, a personal art practice that I think was because I, I try to I try to like be the self cheerleader for myself. So it's like if I'm out there uh, in the world making my artwork. It's like, if I could see myself as a, as, as like my own kid or something, like how would I sound to that kid? If Mm. it was like my own child and and just being like encouraging and like, you know, don't sweat this stuff. Like I really feel for me, like my creative process is something that I'll just do no matter who's paying attention to it or not for the rest of my life. And yeah, like don't listen to all that negative criticism. There's plenty out there. And I honestly, um, I don't think it, it does a whole lot to improve content or to improve like anyone's practice or anything like that. I think I definitely have enough of that going on. So yeah, don't listen to your teachers unless they're like giving you some, you know, uh, 
free advice or or uh, actual actual knowledge or stuff like that but yeah criticism about your work or something like that fuck that shit and i mean yeah. for real like i like dirt Lux grew out of some sketches and stuff like that and i had friends tell me that like you know oh that drawing is weird or this looks weird and like people you know would be really confused or they wouldn't like get it right away and uh I just tried not to listen to all that stuff and 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 f- try to feel good about what I was doing and and like what it was that I liked about it and uh, I feel like that's it's gotten to a point now where it's like you know uh, people people get it and I don't have to I don't have to really be too concerned about that. That's what's up. Yeah, that is a beautiful thing. Yeah, and I think that is the most beautiful note to, to end on. So thank you so much, Jason Dirtlux, for joining me on the Show and Tell podcast. Before we go, quickly. Once again, where can people find you? Dirtlux.com, at Dirtlux on Instagram, D-I-R-T-L-U-X. Maybe you can see me at a show. Say hello or whatever. Yeah. Got anything else to plug? Smoothies. Smoothies. That's the other life hack. Get get an immersion blender and like a big-ass flower vase and just put all kinds of everything in there. Blend it up. Keep keep your skin looking good even when you're 36 years old. Hey, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's one of the perks of having a a really amazing girlfriend is that she's gotten me into taking care of my my skin uh, on a much more consistent basis. Yeah. So that's really nice, and I and I uh, I don't I love smoothies. Um, I I'm not a, a huge connoisseur, or maybe I just haven't really I just haven't really taken the time to like explore different kinds. But I fuck with smoothies. I have one of those little mini kind of like Nutribullet yep. sort of things that for that personal size. Yep. Just a I'm I'm a simple man. Just that classic like berry smoothie with a little orange juice and milk. That's a great yeah. smoothie. There's all so many different kinds of smoothies. I feel like smoothies have been a lifelong journey for me. There's no, just, you know, there's no bad smoothie. What about like peanut butter and shrimp? I would put shrimp and... in a smoothie. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. Like I, like, I feel like probably most of most of the listeners would not be on, would not be able to conceptualize the level of like food flexibility that I have in my life. Like. <laughs> I've, I've had some smoothies that like definitely have like frightened people i think people are, like probably stay away from my smoothie cup because it's just it's too much uh but yeah i don't know i don't know people eat all kind of things all over the world so, <laughs> so yes yeah drink more smoothies everyone and water yeah. and water Water's very important. <laughs> and tea. I, I like tea. Yeah, Drink more tea, tea. tea. So all of the show notes to everything that we talked about in the show, to Jason's work, so you can follow him, see what he's up to, maybe go to a show if you're in the area or if he is in the area in the Northeast, maybe maybe in Montreal or in New York City or something <laughs> like that. You can go check him out. He's a really cool dude. Go to soundcloud.com slash let's show and tell to see the show notes to get all those links that I just said. I'm so tired right now. I have to go do some puppy stuff and finish work. It's okay, like, working late. It's like nine. It's not that late, but it's a late shift. I feel late. Uh, I feel like it's late. I feel like it's late. I need to end it here. It's late. I, like, Everybody else is watching Dark Crystal totally. and we're out here working. <laughs> we're out here working. So as always, sharing is caring. Always remember that. So thank you again for joining me. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Peace.